Louise McSherry on 2FM. Now, my friends, it is time. It is time to talk about the schlobs because every week at around this time, we talk about the biggest pop culture stories of the week. And this week, to guide us through them, is beauty content creator Jen Morris. Hello, Jen. Good morning. I was about to say hello, Morris. That would be weird. <laughs> hello, Morris. <Yes>. Hello, Morris. <laughs> um, no, Jen, hello. Welcome. We have got a lot to talk about, my friends. A lot happened this week. A lot happened this week. And I suppose we should start with the sad news, which is that Derry Girls has announced the third season is going to be its last. Yeah, so the creator of the show, Lisa McGee, has come out and said that this will be the last series that they're going into film now, which is very, very sad because it's like a cultural phenomenon. It's 100%. Incredible. Not um, just here in Ireland either. Like, I mean, obviously it's a it's a Channel 4 series, so in the mm-hmm. UK, but in America as well, because it's on Netflix, it's huge there. Yeah, so it's really, really boosted up when it got added to Netflix. So for anyone who doesn't know, Derry Girls is a story that follows five teenagers during the Troubles in Derry. And it's really interesting because it kind of shows how life was normal, but yeah. it's like it wasn't normal. Yeah. And it's absolutely incredible. So there was an announcement made on her Twitter that this season was going to be the last season. So people are very sad about it, but I feel like it's going to come to a really nice ending because, you know, obviously she's writing this. It's like a love letter to Derry. It's a love letter to her teenage years. Mm. And she said that, who knows, we may see the characters in another iteration in the future. It's kind of like, I suppose when you think about it, um, Nicola Coughlin, who obviously is one of the Derry girls, like she, her career has taken off so significantly Mm -hmm. with Bridgerton and everything that you can kind of imagine it might be hard to keep someone like that if they're kind of skyrocketing and, you know, you're making your Channel 4 show. Yeah, I I feel like all of the actors that are in it, when you see them talk about it, I suppose when you see any actor talk about a show, they're going to be very loving about it. Yeah. But they all seem to have this real grow for the show yeah. and how special it is because I suppose when you look at it at face value, you're like, how special can it be but it really you do feel like you're sharing a moment with these characters yeah. and some of the even like really tiny moments in it are so poignant like yeah. so I feel like they all absolutely love it but yeah you're right and actually it does seem like they're all very good friends and I mm-hmm. suppose you would I mean if the thing that launches your career mm-hmm. I know obviously they were all working before but um, certainly they've become bigger stars as mm-hmm. a result of the show it's so 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 funny if anyone hasn't watched it I highly recommend I know as we're it. talking about it I'm like is there a person in Ireland who hasn't watched it I'm not sure <laughs> um, if you haven't I'm jealous because you've got a lovely time <laughs> ahead of you um, the Emmys happened this week and they happened like live and you know real Mm -hmm. and kind of relatively normally yeah so they happened the same as any other year and it was very funny Seth Rogen at the start was like very apprehensive you could see he was a bit nervous he was like there's too many of us in this tiny tiny room Mm. Um, so it was unusual to see them all because they were just packed in in tables and things like that as well but the big winners on the night were The Crown and Ted Lasso which everyone is talking about at the moment Mm. so it was interesting to see like I suppose every year the Emmys is a little bit farcical and it's always these big winners every year even though like the nominations would be quite diverse Mm. generally speaking there'll be like two or three shows that win everything. Yeah, yeah. It always ends up that way and I think people were pointing out that none of the people who won Emmys for acting were people of colour. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously quite striking when it was actually quite a diverse range of, of actors who were nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose that's because, you know, Ted Lasso is largely a white show. There are some black players on the team um, and there's one, I think, you know, primary character who's not white, but it is a pretty white show mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, and then when you've got The Crown, obviously... <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, is there... They can't really diversify that that much, unfortunately. Is there a whiter show than The Crown? I don't think there is. No, absolutely not. And like, I feel like there was a lot of people this year that people felt were snubbed. Like, you know, you had Catherine Han from WandaVision. Like, everyone was wondering why she didn't win her category. You had Bo Burnham, who basically has been the soundtrack of lockdown mm. with his show Inside. Now, he did win three awards, but the big award for like a pre recorded performance piece was won by Hamilton, which was actually released last year. Yeah. It's been around for quite some time. Like, Surely Hamilton have there. had enough. <laughs> I know people love it like people absolutely adore it I know it. but like really I mean it's, it was a recorded stage show like surely they've mm-hmm. had enough celebration of that show mm-hmm. I just felt for what Inside was so Inside was a very like self-reflective look of Bo Burnham who got his fame on the internet he started out on YouTube like mm. he was he was viral before viral was a thing mm. and him to have this very introspective look of himself turning 30 and what that means and what living this life on social media that's very fickle like it can go away in a minute Mm. you know what does that mean in the modern world and I think it touched a lot of people so Mm. people were disappointed very disappointed that it didn't win last night and of course it was was great to see Michaela Cole win um, Mm -hmm. and uh, she she did act in I May Destroy You but she Mm -hmm. didn't win for acting she won for writing it which was so deserved so deserved what a spectacular show that was yeah an incredible incredible piece of writing and she gave an amazing speech as Mm -hmm. well like in which she kind of said to you know sit with yourself and don't be afraid to pull away from this world of social media where you know you're looking for validation in everyone else like Mm. you're watching other people's lives to see if you're happy with yourself basically and not be afraid to pull back and find that inspiration I I think she's amazing like since chewing gum she's incredible she's (laughs) amazing and actually I think there were some people who felt because I May Destroy You you, like it's quite heavy Mm. Um, it's brilliant but it is quite heavy and I think I remember at the time that it was out I definitely had friends who said I just can't go there right now like it's too much because obviously we were mid-pandemic and everything was a lot at that time but if you decided not to watch it then and you maybe feel a little bit more able now I I cannot recommend it enough it is just brilliant brilliant performances brilliant writing uh, brilliant exploration of you know a horrible experience Um, it's fantastic Um, you mentioned Catherine Han there and Catherine Han has been announced as um the lead in a new project which I think a lot of people are excited to hear about. Yeah, so she's going to be playing the late Joan Rivers and I think, like, what a perfect pairing. I feel... Just sorry, just I'm just conscious of the fact that Catherine Han is one of those people that you definitely know her face, but you might not know her name. Um, she was in Transparent. She was in Bad Moms. Bad Moms. Parks and Rec. Yeah, she's been in loads of things. If you Google her, you'll be like, oh yeah, her. Um, just in case you're kind of going, who is this? Um, but this is a big role for her. Yeah, so she's going to be playing jo- Joan Rivers in a limited series, The Comeback Girl. Um, so that's really, really exciting. I love a limited series because you know there's like, like it's it's bookended which is fantastic but I just feel like it's such a good role for her and people are very excited about it because I feel like her comedic timing like her gravitas as an actress in general Mm -hmm. she's going to be amazing in the role yeah very exciting we'll be watching that with Mm -hmm. a keen eye and um, Gillian Anderson uh, was of course at the Emmys this week with The Crown and um, she did some interviews about The Crown and this just I just can't if that was me I literally (laughs) would want to crawl into a hole and die so Gillian Anderson was doing the press and obviously she won an Emmy for playing Margaret Thatcher and a journalist asked her if she had gotten the chance to talk to Margaret before we the role. We actually have a clip so you can listen to it yourself. 
just to kind of continue with the whole Margaret Thatcher thing, first question has if you've talked to her about this role at all? Uh, well, I, um, I I have not spoken to Margaret. Um, um... <laughs> I thought she actually responded. It was a very kind way to respond. Very kind. For those of us who may not be in the know that are listening today, Margaret Thatcher passed away in 2013, I believe. Yeah. So um, she's been gone quite some time. So unless Gillian Anderson got a Ouija board out, she yeah. would not have been able to speak to her. And the thing is, like, you kind of groan and you're like, come on. And I have an internal battle because mm-hmm. part of me is like, come on, lady, like do a cursory Google. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that hard if you're going to ask a question like that. But at the same time, we all know that resources are thin on the ground these I days. Know. And as a journalist, you have to do a <laughs> lot of work in not a lot of time. And, you know, there but for the grace of God go I. <laughs> and I do feel just terribly, terribly sorry for her. Mm-hmm. She, she must be mortified. Oh, mortified. Now, who knows? Like, you know, it may have just been in the heat of the moment that she asked the question or maybe she had another question and she got confused or something. But I like... Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I would not be. I'd be in a hole somewhere. I know, I know, I know. Gold. Um, and uh, staying kind of with TV, I suppose, if we consider Netflix TV, which I think I do. Um, Netflix uh, has bought the right to Roald Dahl's mm-hmm. back catalogue. This is exciting. So they've bought the Roald Dahl story company which is all-encompassing, everything Roald Dahl, all his stories, all his works, his entire back catalogue. And they're going to be working on a number of pieces, movies, games, TV shows. They're working on a remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which I think... Leave that movie alone. Yeah, me too. Like, really? All the books that Roald Dahl has written, Mm -hmm. all of the incredible books, and you have to go for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory again? No, like, I love... I love Charlie and Chocolate Factory, the original with yeah. Gene Wilder. Like, it's incredible. It's it's perfect. It doesn't need to be remade constantly. Now, what I did see was they were kind of talking about, like, origin stories. Like, they're going to do, like, the Oompa Loompa story or something like that. I suppose it's people are, like, obsessed yeah. with this. It's very much in the zeitgeist of all millennials, basically. Yeah, fine. Like, I guess... <laughs> One I am very excited about, though, is they are going to be making a live action version of Tim Minchin's musical Matilda. Oh, Tim Minchin is incredible. So I feel like it'd be great that a lot of people will be able to see that. It's on the West End. I don't know if it's open at the moment now. but certainly on for years anyway. But he's incredible. So I'd be really excited to see... That in like movie form. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. That is good news. Balance out the chocolate factory. (laughs) Okay. We've got lots more to talk about. Uh, Britney documentaries coming out of our ears. Um, Sad news about a Sex and the City cast member and Linda Evangelista uh, being very open and honest about what she calls a permanent deformity as a result of a cosmetic treatment. All coming up after this. Louise McSherry on 2FM. Soleil and Queenish on 2FM. Sorry, I just hit myself in the face with my headphones. (laughs) Just like the graceful swan that I am. The glam don't stop. I know, honestly. Uh, we are halfway through our chat about the pop culture stories of the week. I am joined by Jen Morris and Britney documentaries are coming out our mm-hmm. ears, Jen. Yeah. Netflix, not one to be left behind. No. Have announced that they're coming out with a Britney documentary. Mm-hmm. And it's to mixed reviews, really, because half the people have this like insatiable appetite for a Britney documentary to find out more and more and more. I feel like yeah. that's... Is it like the fourth documentary in the last six to eight months? But a lot of people are kind of saying that like Britney is not going to benefit from this again. And it doesn't appear that she has taken part in it. Well, I have, um, I have, we can have a listen to the ad so that people can get a feel Mm -hmm. for it. I just want my life back. 
Britney's been silenced to speak out about anything that's really going on. Britney had a fear that her family would barge in and take everything. There was financial incentives for Jamie, for the lawyers. I've represented dozens of conservatives in court. Not one of them has ever had a job. I've worked my whole life. Court. How do you get out? You don't get out. Until you scream. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does. It's been 13 years and it's enough. I agree. I there agree wholeheartedly. You know, I suppose, as I was mentioned there, there are people that are saying like, oh, this is not benefiting her her in any way. But to give Netflix their credit, they're not using any of the traumatic images or videos through her hard times. They've decided not to use any of that imagery because it doesn't bring the story anywhere. And of course, there was a lot of that imagery in the uh, New York Times FX documentary. Was it FX, I think, who made it? Oh, Framing Britney Spears, is it? And did you see that actually they did a surprise surprise Mm follow-up documentary that they aired on TV on Friday night. They obviously, I don't know, it seemed to me like Netflix made their announcement and then they were like, here's here's our one. Yeah, Yeah, like I I suppose people want to know information and people are really like invested in the story. Of course, people care about Britney. I mean, I think genuinely people care about Britney. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like I went to see her in concert in the Three Arena there a couple of years ago. It was probably three years ago now. And like, I don't know if part of me feels a bit guilty that I was there. You know, with all that's come out now, I'm like, oh, I don't know whether I was I've talked about machine. this like repeatedly on the show so I feel like the people who listen are like yeah shut up Louise <laughs> um, but I really felt I, I felt horrible at that gig I felt yeah. like I could I could just she just didn't want to be there I could see it oh you could see it 100% it was you could horrible. see it but like I suppose I didn't which I know sound, this sounds stupid now for me to say I didn't really have the context at the time I just thought maybe she wasn't into it or whatever and like even after the concert I was like she clearly didn't really want to be there yeah. but now looking back I'm like she was forced mm. to be there well Jen that's just something you have to live with now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I saw that Sam Asghari Britney's fiance uh, posted on his Instagram stories he said apparently my opinion has increased in value over the last few days crying laughing emoji uh, this is obviously a reference to the documentary mm-hmm. he said past docs left bad aftertaste I'm hopeful this one will be respectful I don't blame CNN BBC or Netflix which got me through the lockdowns for airing them because as an actor I tell other people stories too. I question producers who made them in air quotes just to shed light uh, not air quotes actual quotes (laughs) just to shed light (laughs) without input or approval from subject. Any any credit for light being shed should go to Britney. Hashtag Mm -hmm. free Britney. I... I like him for her. So do I. I think he's a really positive like, force. Be. Seems to be yeah. anyway. And like publicly, so doesn't give leech energy. Yeah, he which doesn't. Which a lot of the exes have in the I past. liked the joke he made about how like, yeah, of course we're going to get a prenup. How else am I going to protect my shoes and my car? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, you know, the thing is, at the end of the day, am I going to watch the documentaries? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, I am. Same. I can't. I will gobble them up. I can't yeah. help it. We're pop culture mavens. Um, now, sad, sad news this week about Willie Garson, who we knew as Stanford from Sex and the City. Yeah, so Willie has passed away this week and there was a lot of kind of questions over what happened. It seemed very sudden to the public, but it appears that he had been sick for yeah. some time. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very sad because he's a much loved character. If you've watched Sex and City, um, he's Carrie's best friend. Yeah. And he is an amazing character. Obviously, he's been in a lot of other things as well. Um, but there was a lot of people looking for Sarah to make a comment on it. And I thought that was really, really tough because people need to give 
people a break like especially yeah. when someone passed away but she actually posted the other day and she just said it's been unbearable absolutely yeah. unbearable they've been friends for 30 years and it's just so 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 sad yeah she said sometimes silence is a statement of the gravity the anguish the magnitude of the loss of a 30 plus mm-hmm. year friendship a real friendship that allowed for secrets adventure a shared professional family truth concerts road trips meals late night phone calls a mutual devotion to parenthood and all the heartaches and joy that accompany triumphs disappointments fear rage and years spent on sets mostly in Carrie's apartment and laughing late into the night as both Stanford and Carrie and Willie and SJ. It was really um, like interesting because the other cast members of Sex and the City released or like posted Mm -hmm. on Instagram quite quickly and she didn't and I thought it was kind of ghoulish the way people were like come on why hasn't she said anything it's like guys like you know proper like real deep grief like can rob you of all your abilities mm-hmm. to express yourself. So to like have your little timer out and be watching someone and, and feel like you're owed or or they, ha- you know, are, you're entitled to some sort of expression mm-hmm. of grief is bizarre. I think people a lot of times find it very difficult to separate celebrity from a human being yeah. and she is a human being. And, you know, even Chris Noth, who played Mr. Big in all the Sex and City show, uh, series and movies, um, he posted a tribute and she commented just saying she wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. Like her heart is broken. She wasn't ready. Yeah. And I think just people need to realise that she's literally just a human a being who has yeah. lost a friend, like yeah. a, almost a family member. Yeah. Um, and to give her a bit of space. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, obviously just really sad. And I know he, mm-hmm. lo- he left a son who posted really beautifully about him as well. Mm-hmm. And I saw lots of people posting about the significance of his character, Stanford, in terms mm-hmm. of him being a gay man on TV who, you know, wasn't necessarily the, stereotype that we often get which is like you're perfectly you know exquisitely like a kind of Adonis body mm-hmm. and you know a certain type of character yeah. um, and how you know it made them feel more seen and um, you know really just a great contribution I suppose to yeah. culture and um, now before I let you go we have to talk about Linda Evangelista uh, this is awful so Linda Evangelista is one of the original supermodels so like you're thinking like Naomi I was going to say Cindy Lauper but uh, Naomi Campbell and the supermodels of the 90s right and she has come out and said for the last five years she's basically been living like a hermit because she got a treatment a cool sculpting treatment which is basically a non-invasive fat reducing treatment so people get it if they have like jowls or like stubborn areas of fat it kind of very common really common because there's like no downtime it's Mm. non-invasive or so it seems Mm -hmm. and she has basically developed paradoxical adipose hyperplasia um, which is not uncommon but not that common when it comes to this and what has actually happened is the fat cells have increased and become solid like a block of butter so it has changed her facial features completely Mm. Um, she there has been pictures shared of her and she doesn't look like Linda Evangelista anymore one of the most iconic supermodels won't get out of bed for less than $10,000 and she says you're perfect you're amazing you look like Linda Linda Evangelista Evangelista. you're a model (laughs) just stone those tights yourself Um, but it's just she spoke about it because you see a lot of the 90s supermodels are really having a resurgence at the moment and like they're coming into their own yet again yeah Cindy Crawford I just saw a huge shoot with her in in, uh, Style Magazine Mm -hmm. Sunday Times Style Magazine she looks incredible they all look they look amazing 
really it's amazing. And she's saying because of this, she has been robbed as the of this like second leg of her career, yeah. and she can't work anymore. And you know, it's it is kind of funny on her Instagram when she shared this post. You know, a lot of the fashion houses and designers were you're still a supermodel to us, and you know. But I feel like if that's the truth, you need to put your money where your mouth is, you know, and yeah. hire her. Yeah. Um. But it is just very sad because you know, obviously, like in the world of cosmetic treatments anyone can get a cosmetic treatment on their lunchtime now and it's really really common that I think people forget that there are risks you know yeah. it is a procedure yeah. um, and this is just showing that case as well so she's actually suing the company yeah. that created the treatment yeah. um, so it's so, interesting yeah. to see where that goes because as you said it's so common and, and we were speaking about it on the break like as an influencer I've been offered it before yeah. I've been offered it as well you know yeah. it's just a very common thing yeah yeah it is um, just make sure you read all the fine print make mm-hmm. sure you you know all the risks and really weigh up whether or not it's worth it to you I suppose is the lesson um, now very quickly before I let you go Liam Gallagher fell out of a helicopter Liam Gallagher fell out of a helicopter and we're laughing about it because he's okay <laughs> he's, obviously he's absolutely grand but he had to cancel a gig in Belfast on Friday because he fell out of a helicopter and he posted a picture and he's all banged up but like not as banged up as you expect someone to be who fell out of a helicopter and he said it's going to be his next album cover I just so enjoyed <laughs> the way he posted about it is why I wanted to talk about it so the first one said so check this out I fell out the helicopter last night you couldn't write it all good who said Oranor is dead Keith Moon eat your drum skin out eat your drum skin out <laughs> come on you know LG and a picture of himself all banged up and then he tweeted again like a couple of minutes later got the cover shoot for the next item come on you knows he's just, it's just because he's tweeting about it like it is literally the most normal thing yeah. in the world that like every day people just yeah. fall out of helicopters he's just I just love him like he's very funny he's his own person if you don't follow him on Twitter I would highly recommend it like he's just a really enjoyable person (laughs) to follow and he even says things like so it was his birthday and uh, he said thanks for all the biblical birthday wishes I love and adore you all LG and do you know what I feel it I feel it from him He also he also tweeted on the same day. Real beauty comes from within, so still a good looking see you next Tuesday. Happy birthday to me, LGX. <laughs> yes. Yes, Liam. He's very much you get that to self esteem. And Twitter love him. Absolutely love him. Why wouldn't you with gems like that? Um okay, Jen, thank you so so much for being with me and taking me through those stories. That's Jen Morris, uh, content creator. Where can people find you? At Jen.morris on Instagram. Very good. We will talk to you again soon. Weez my cherry on 2FM.